Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Personal Best Podcast with me, Ruby Lola. My guest today is Owen Barrow. He is an entrepreneur, a runner, a digital creator, and also co-founder of the High Performance Club. In this conversation, we discuss the highs and lows of running a business, why health is the most important thing we have, why Owen loves running and how it can be a form of therapy, the importance of setting goals, and why doing hard things is important for personal growth. I really loved this conversation with Owen and I left feeling so motivated and so inspired and I really hope it has the same effect for all of you listening. He really is aspirational and I think you'll take a lot away from this. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation and let's get on with the episode. Welcome to the Personal Best Podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. How are you doing? Very well, yeah. No, excited to be on. Yeah, excited to have you. I think it's going to be a good conversation. So I don't really like doing intros for other people. Okay. I don't want to put words into your mouth. Right. So can I just ask you to do a little personal intro for people listening? Yeah, sure. So my name's Owen. I'm in Barrow. I'm 26. Um entrepreneur run my own company have done for eight years um and now in the sort of content creation game more in the running space so yeah hopefully we'll get into that a bit further definitely the reason I mainly wanted to have you on is because you've done a challenge which only one percent of people (laughs) who attempt it actually complete it I have indeed which is um the 75 hard challenge now correct me if I'm wrong but from what I've researched, the challenge consists of two 45-minute workouts a day. Yeah. One has to be outside, regardless of weather. Mm-hmm. Ten pages of a non-fiction book, four and a half litres of water every day, no alcohol, and then a diet of your choice. But I think it yeah. is like a clean or strict diet. Yeah. And that, you know, that sounds crazy to me. But 
I wanted to ask you why you decided to embark on this challenge. So you mentioned the stat there, obviously something crazy, like 1% of people complete it that's try it. And I was at a point in my life where I'd sort of mastered going to the gym, getting up early and all that sort of stuff. I've been doing it for years. And I almost got into like a state of being comfortable, but still doing those things, but sort of, oh, this is easy. I'm getting up, it's fine, whatever. So I wanted to have a bit of a challenge, something to work towards and prove to myself that I could be that 1%, everything I've learned through diet, working out, etc., that I could be, yeah, one of the people that complete it. So I wanted to prove to myself more than anyone. And then, yeah, I just happened to think to myself, right, I'll put it on social media. I'll let everyone know I'm doing it. No one will probably see it. Um, and then it just went crazy from there, really. People really got behind it. Um, and yeah, it was one hell of a ride, really. Yeah, because I think a lot of people's reaction to that, um, including my mom, actually, I told her about it. And, <laughs> and she said, why on earth would someone put themselves through that? Because I think with these types of challenges or people who are naturally into fitness and things, you're electing to do something really difficult. Like yeah. nobody really is making you do it. No. So why did you decide to, well, you've said like the reasons that you wanted to do the challenge, but what is it about you as a character, do you think, that meant that you were able to complete it? I mean, I've always been disciplined, always been sort of driven to do tough things and stuff like that. As I say, since the age of 15, I've been getting up at nearly every day at like 5am and then started my own company at 19. Um, so always sort of, yeah, strive to be the best version of myself and make my future self proud almost. So mm. where do you think that comes from? I mean, this is not an X Factor <laughs> story, story at all, but I did grow up, I was born in Scotland, grew up on super shitty uh, council estate, um, single parent, um, didn't know my dad my whole life. So I didn't have that sort of father figure as such and yeah just had no money whatsoever so it was always a instilled in me to like right when there's the opportunity to do so I want to go out there and try better things for myself better things for my family um so I always had that burning inside me really I was always researching from a young age businesses to start and it's confusing out there like YouTube tells you all these great things that you can do whether it's drop shipping or whatever it is but then I got to that age where I really knew what I wanted to do. Uh, me and a friend, Hercules, who you know, had the idea for a company and yeah, just went on from there really. And it was just all around sacrificing my younger years to make my older years or future years better. Yeah, that's so interesting because I think a lot of people who have had that upbringing would then sort of take the mindset of, oh, I'm not meant for more. Like, mm. you know, definitely you could dwell in that place but clearly you're someone that wanted to improve on your situation yeah. and not only you know like prove to your younger self that you could do it but to people around you maybe so absolutely yeah yeah take me on a bit of your entrepreneurial journey because that is something I I didn't know about you at all yeah, yeah okay so yeah, started a food delivery app that competes with some of the bigger names like Just Eat, Deliveroo etc so I started that at 19 um, again, didn't have a penny to start this. Um, started from a mobile phone. We just put on Facebook saying that me and Hercules will deliver you anything you want between 5pm and 10pm at night for £5. <laughs> so you would text us saying, right, I want a McDonald's or I want, 
even like we'd get you a pair of trainers from the, like JD or whatever, okay, whatever you yeah. wanted. We were like your personal assistant as such. Um, saved up enough money to buy like a sign written car, um, which was pretty cool. And then, yeah, I was just doing deliveries every day after work, 5 to 10 p.m. every night for a year straight while doing our full-time job. Wow. And it was like, yeah, cool. Like, we're making a little bit of cash here. Um, and then we decided to leave our jobs, which was, I still remember the day now of saying to my boss, yeah, I've started a business behind your back and I want to leave. It was super nerve-wracking, but that unlocked, obviously, the future for us. Um, left our jobs and didn't take any salary. We were Hercules. We had a bit of a bad spot and he was living on my mum's sofa for, yeah, best part of a year, which was a bit pretty dark time. Typical sort of entrepreneur story, really. Mm. Um, and then we got to the point where sort of there was a light at the end of the tunnel and we managed to get our first investor, which was obviously at the time... You're 20 years old. You've got someone going, right, I'll give you X for this percentage of the business, like a dragon's den situation. Now, we made the crucial mistake, or I did anyway, of going, yeah, great, give me the paperwork, signing it and not reading the clauses in the contract. Those clauses then ruined the next two years for us because I had things in there like, you can't raise money without my permission. You can't do this without my permission. So you were quite restricted. Super restricted and... They were only giving us X amount of the investment per month. And you can't grow like that. You, If you're taking a large amount of money on, you need it to grow. Yeah. So we weren't growing. We were just getting a little bit in each month and yeah. nothing was happening. So we went, we don't want to work with you anymore. We'd like to pull out, which is massive, right? Yeah. Obviously, losing a big investor. Losing a big investor. And he went, yeah, cool. Give me all my money back and interest. And we were two guys that living in the same like my parents house and it was just like we I've got about 100 pounds to my name how the hell are we going to do this and we had another investor lined up that was willing to um, buy in and buy that investor out but he wouldn't do it while the existing shareholder agreement was in place so it was like yeah that's fine we'll get that sorted we think everything's okay <laughs> and then he goes okay cool well we're just going to go through the solicitors and we'll get everything processed that solicitors turned in from using them for a week, then it went into a month and then three months and these people were being paid X amount per hour. We ended up, they racked us a 50K solicitor bill on top of paying the investors back. Oh my gosh. Paying interest and now we've got to pay the solicitors back. And you back. didn't have the money for it at that point. No way. Yeah. So this uh, caused a lot of tension within obviously the business. Um things like depression started to come in and it was just such a dark time yeah and how old are you at this point 20 I mean, yeah it's 20 years old um and I'm like I'm I'm banging trouble here I'm gonna like we're gonna have to file for bankruptcy and I've not even started my entrepreneurial journey but like I look back on it now and it's just waking up every day with hope and just keep pushing forward keep the business ticking over and we managed to get through it mm. um but it was just at the time you think your whole world is ending and I mean, that's two years in. Yeah, We're eight years yeah. in now. So that was the, that was sort of, oh, you want to start a business, do you? Well, how about this? How about this? How about this? And I always think with those things as well, like when you want to create something, whether it be a business or you're pursuing like social media or a yeah. podcast like I am, when you have the idea, 
in your imagination, it's perfect. Yeah. You don't think about the things that go wrong. You don't think about the hurdles. And I think that is why when you then actually do the thing, yeah. it can it can seem so difficult because you never anticipated any of it. 100%. And I've, I read a, something really powerful the other day and it was, if you was to erase all the bad things that have happened to you, all the difficult times, you'd actually erase yourself now. Mm. Because it's, yeah. pe- it's created who you are today. This guy called Mo Gowda, I don't know if you've heard yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he referenced a big study where they did that. They interviewed people who'd gone through trauma yeah. and yeah, like financial issues, all sorts of terrible things. And I th- pretty much every single one of them said they wouldn't erase the bad thing that had happened to them. I but, agree. Yeah. yeah, in terms of your business then, how did you kind of pull it back together and make it successful? So, um, obviously that happened, that got out of the way with, and then it was just sort of, right, okay, we've got through this bad spot. It's sort of built a little bit of a shield of armour on us now. We've gone through all these tough times, these sleepless nights. So it's like, we're ready for anything now. Um, And yeah, it was just going out there and putting the time and hours in. We obviously didn't have the full-time job anymore, so we could just work every minute under the sun. We then hired our first drivers, and it was all around service for us, really all around just giving people better service than the other apps were giving. Um, And then we took our next investor on and something happened four years in that you may have heard of. It was called the pandemic. Um, (laughs) That came into place and that did change everything for us. Changed the trajectory. Quite dramatically, actually. So when we're sitting in front of the TV, the announcement was made, all businesses have to close except key workers and the key workers were things like nurses um can't remember the other ones but then it was like f- delivery drivers can yeah, stay open yeah and I was like oh my god like at the time I was a bit naive I was like okay cool we can stay open and just do what we're doing now and then I had a call from one of our investors basically saying do you realize what's about to happen every restaurant in the country can't have people inside they have to only deliver Mm. what are you you're a delivery company Mm. oh I didn't think about that I was just thinking it would be a win so we went from well we went from basically our turnover went from x to quadruple within a week's notice but that comes with you haven't got the infrastructure to handle that demand yeah um you haven't got the drivers you haven't got the staff so we gave a really bad service for the first month people going you're terrible you're terrible you're my only reason I can get food delivered so I worked I, for um, Waitrose Customer Services at the same time. So I was getting the call saying, I can't get a delivery yeah. slot. How am I meant to get food? And I'm just a little girl on the end of the phone. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm dealing with that. Like on top it's of... it's your business. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how dare you? Like, some of them were a bit dramatic, some of the comments. But it was like, how dare you? Like, my kids can't eat. And I was it's like... tough, yeah. Well, it's a takeaway. I mean, we're not your only source of food. But I understand the frustration and we'll mm. get this sorted quickly. So... Mm-hmm. We worked every hour under the sun for a week straight. We were hard, we basically opened a warehouse and we were, just did a huge recruitment day. And we were like, just come in. If you're a human being, we'll basically hire you within reason. Um, <laughs> obviously, we did our background checks, but we just hired driver after driver after driver. Customer service staff after customer service staff. So we got ourselves into a good state. And then, yeah, 2020 to 2021 was literally working... I'm not even joking, like 18 hour days. Um, And we closed the office. I was working from home. So I would get out of bed, roll out, and my desk would be here. 
<laughs> and that caused me to burn out. Mm. I burnt out after a year. I didn't want to do it anymore. I then become severely depressed and I got to the stage where, foolish of me at the time, but I wasn't thinking straight. If, if you ever had burnout, you start making rational decisions. And I was like, I want to buy all the investors out. I don't want anyone involved because they were telling me this is the golden opportunity to expand into more towns. And I was like, are you joking? Mm. I've, I've not had any sleep and you're asking yeah, me to go launch more up, towns. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to buy you all out. So I was going to sell my flat. <laughs> my mum agreed to sell her house. Oh my gosh. Um, Hercules um, was going to get money from his family. We were going to drag everyone in to cause this to happen. And then it got to like a week before we were going to do it. And then I was like, this is, no, this is the wrong decision. Because we were going to buy them all out and just run it as like a lifestyle business mm. to give ourselves a bit of headspace because we were burning out. And uh, yeah, we just changed changed our decision. We said, look, I had to go with a tail between my legs. I said, I'm really sorry. I was just burnt out. Sorry if I've offended anyone because obviously these are our investors. Yeah. yeah. Kissed and made up and uh, <laughs> pushed forward really. And yeah, fast forward today, we've got a great team of investors, 350 drivers now um we're operating about 15 towns or like cities as such and yeah work with hundreds of great restaurants but the difference between us just to be clear to deliver an uber is we only work with local and independent restaurants not chain restaurants not chains yeah so our sort of thing is if we're going to launch in a town we want to leave it better than where we found it Mm. um so that's our sort of our vibe but yeah it's back to your point before if i could change any of these really rubbish times that have happened i wouldn't even back to growing up on the council estate, I would do it all again because it's moulded who I am today. Yeah, and and made you a better person yeah, for it. it really, really has. Mm. Um, it's around just, Hercules says it all the time, but it's being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Like, it's so true. If you're looking to be comfortable all the time and avoid the hard spots and avoid the tough times, you're just going to be scared all the time and it's... Yeah, you've got to go through those hard times. Definitely, definitely. And I think just to tie the fitness side of things together in your um, business as well, I feel like the common thread is doing hard things. Yeah. And I personally think a lot of people don't even put themselves in a position where they have to do something hard because it is uncomfortable, like you said. But if you kind of reflect on your journey and what you're doing now in terms of reaching fitness goals and... Why is doing hard stuff important for growth, do you think? It's a good question. I mean, for me personally, if you talk about fitness, for example, let's say the gym. For me, the gym, obviously everyone wants to look nice as such. But for me, it was health and keeping myself in check was like the number one priority. Because someone told me before it's like if I take away your health your business is done yeah your friendships are done like yeah. everything is over I agree just to interject quickly because we spoke about burnout earlier I feel like I was in a similar situation recently trying to balance so much stuff in yeah. my life and I was kind of I use the metaphor of like treading water but like I'm just keeping my head above the water yeah. like because you feel like it's difficult but I was like I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine and then my hormones were just out of whack. I had a cold for like three weeks. I was like, I'm actually not okay. But it yeah. took for it to, the stress and everything to manifest itself physically for me to actually realise this isn't sustainable. No. I can't do this all. And I was like, 
the number one ambassador for the term grind, being on the grind. <laughs> like, I loved it. Like, I got sucked right in. I was like, yeah, I'm getting up at four in the morning. Look at me. Like, all yeah. this sort of stuff. But it just, it has an expiry date. Yeah. It really does. And I'm all about doing hard things, but there is a balance of you have to keep yourself in check. And that involves good sleep. That involves not taking too much on. Um, yeah, I'm... I suffered of that massively through burnout and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah keeping your health in check it was always a number one thing for me. Nothing comes in, in front of me getting to the gym in the morning or going on that run. And Were you still doing that whilst running the business? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which obviously added to the burnout as such because I was obviously getting up early and having to do that. But I knew that I would have felt a lot worse. True, yeah. If I was like, oh, I've had a late night. I'll just not go to the gym and mm. I'll just go to the office. For me, if I don't go to the gym, like I perform or go on a run, I perform so much different at work. Yeah. I'm such a different person to be around. Um, so it's my duty to my staff or my business or whoever it might be yeah. that I get myself sorted first, keep my health in check. And then that allows me to yeah, be a better person. Yeah, because I guess for people that haven't really incorporated fitness or exercise into their lifestyle they might not really be able to understand how it benefits you mentally and like you said you're doing a service yourself but you're doing a service to others because then you show up with your friends or in the workplace as a better probably more positive more productive version of yourself if you filmed me walking into the office i've been to the gym or i've been on a run to like i've had a lay-in or whatever and i'm just strolling in like it's it's polar opposite interesting yeah um and i'm not a nasty person but it's just i've not had that time to get the do you know what i mean get the bones moving or whatever it might be and i'm in a good mood because i've achieved something in the morning and it's it's the aesthetic around going to the gym is one thing looking good and all that fine but the benefits of just feeling good and being healthy is more important to me yeah i agree andrew huberman said something really interesting that i've written down for this conversation and he said the reason to deliberately do hard things is so that when non-self-elected challenges arrive and they will you can tell yourself I don't know how this is going to turn out but I know that I can do hard things doing hard things is always worthwhile nailed it yeah it's so good so good because yeah like you can't plan for the shit things that are going to happen in your life but if you know that you've been able to get through things like that in the past, you're in a much better position 100%. to then it's deal with them. It's your, like, string, like, your armoury as such of, I've done that before, I know I can do it, or I've been in a difficult meeting before, so I've got this one. If it's going to be hard, I don't care. I've been in difficult meetings. But if you avoid those difficult meetings all the time, you'll always be in fear. You'll mm. always be, like, nervous and thinking, oh, God, I don't know what to do or whatever. So... Whatever it might be, if you just put yourself through the fire, it make you twice as strong next time. Definitely, sure. definitely. Yeah. So in terms of fitness, I want to talk a lot about your running journey. Yeah. And I've uh, <laughs> been very lucky to have sat with some other runners on this podcast. Um, but I didn't realise you only properly started running in January. So, so uh, yeah, talk me through it. How's, <laughs> how's that happened? I always say, if you asked me to go for a run last year, I'd have told you to jog on. Pardon the pun, <laughs> but I really would have. I was all about gym, maybe a bit of cycling as well. Um, and it's because I was going running in like Air Max and just silly trainers that 
clearly weren't designed for running and then wondering why my legs are in so much pain. But that built up such a resentment for running where I was like, I hate it. I can't do it. Like I couldn't run more than a kilometre without gasping for air. And I was being tight as well. I didn't want to buy an expensive pair of running trainers. So I pulled the pulled the trigger and went to Nike and yeah, bought a pair of decent trainers and went out for a run in trainers that were obviously designed for that. And it changed everything for me. Like I can't express how important a good pair of trainers are because it changed the game. Mm-hmm. I was like, I actually quite enjoy this. Um, and then I signed up to a half marathon two weeks later <laughs> And I did suffer. I shouldn't have gone that quick into the half marathon. And it was a, it was a two hours and 20 of pure hell. Yeah. Um, but it built the foundations and it set the level of me to sort of start moving forward. And but there's yeah. nothing. I've done boxing, gym, cycling, anything, any sport I've done. But there's nothing like running. There really isn't. Whether it's the feeling you get afterwards or it's just around, like in the gym, if you're having a bit of a tough set, you can just take a breather. You can just put the dumbbells down and have a little bit of a longer rest period. With running, you can't escape it. You're continuously going through the pain, whether you're running a five or a 10K, whatever it is. And there's just nothing like that. Even on a bike, cycling, you can let your legs relax a little bit and the bike will still move. Mm. With running, you're putting yourself through it for the whole duration. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it. And I think that's what causes that runner's high yeah. that you get after is yeah. like, oh my God, I've just put myself through that pain and I've done it. So, yeah, it's just continuously chasing that, really, that I've fallen in love with. And you said, um, you've said on your content that running is your therapy. Yeah. Why is it, why is it therapy to you? For me, it's just like I've never been in a bad mood after a run. Like if I'm having a bad day, go out, clears the head. And it's that, whether you've got headphones in or not, it's that opportunity to yourself, pure silence, just have a bit of a think, um, because when you're lifting weights or whatever, you're focusing on your form and stuff like that or whatnot. It's just going out and having that opportunity to take a moment and just mm. breathe. Um, it's just pure clarity, really. Yeah, definitely. It really is. Definitely. And I think it, I do think sometimes it's good to not listen to music because when it's just you and the sound of your feet, mm. like stepping on tarmac or whatever, like you never ever get that. And I do think like you say, you get this like clarity of mind that you never allow yourself to have. And running in London can be tricky because (laughs) there's a lot of noise and people, but you know, if you can get out early and go running in a park or something, there's nothing like it. And I think that's the key point is outdoors. Don't get me wrong. There's a time and a place for treadmill running. But if you look at outdoor running, not only are you sort of going out for a run, but you're outdoors. You're seeing new things, you're exploring new places. And I think that adds to that clarity of. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We wake up in the morning, we go to work. A lot of us work in offices, so we're inside a box. Then we're going to the gym, we're in a box. Then we're in our car, we're in a box. We're <laughs> yeah. never outside. Yeah. So running is one of those things where you get to take in nature and get more oxygen in your body and yeah, it's just nothing like it. Definitely. I really want to <clears throat> talk on like the benefits of running outside, just improving your fitness. Yeah. And um, you mentioned in a caption on Instagram that you've noticed it helps you reduce stress, mental clarity, like we said. You also said it's increased your confidence and self-esteem. Mm. How how has that come about? So with running, obviously, some people don't, but for me, it's obviously very num. It's a numbers game um, in terms of you setting your targets and your goals, whether that might be a pace or a distance. So for me, why it elevated my confidence was I've gone from not being able to run one kilometer to I can now run 42 I've done a marathon stuff yeah. like that and it's like I can do this I've gone from someone that cannot run to doing that and it just proves to you that we've all got the same ability and if we just put the time in and the discipline and train that we can do anything we set our mind to yeah but for me it made me confident because I was like oh I can never do a marathon I can't run 5k in that time and and then I done it and then I done yeah. the next hurdle and then the next one through training and it was like okay like I remember when I first started and I did I was training and then my Strava then finished and said the x time and I was like oh, I must be broken like the GPS must have there's no way I ran that quick because <laughs> I was unconfident in what I was doing but then as time went on it was like okay I am actually pretty good at this so yeah it's great for confidence boosting if you put the time in and are willing to train and yeah. be disciplined. I think the topic of confidence is such an interesting one. And I know James Smith, who's a PT, mm. um, wrote a whole book about it because we've been told so many different things of how to be confident and what it actually is. And I think I've come to learn that confidence is being able to do the things you said you were going to do. Mm. And it's about yeah proving to yourself that you're capable of of That's doing it. more and and running is such a brilliant example for that like you could wake up every day and say to yourself in the mirror i'm a great runner i'm so good at running i love running if you don't actually go out the door and and do the miles and put the time in then you're just selling yourself a lie 100 percent, 100 percent. and i think as well with a little like side quest note on <laughs> confidence around running is I've met some of the best people I know today through running, whether it's through run clubs, social media, whatever it might be. Like everyone's there and everyone knows the pain of running. They know it's difficult. So everyone's sort of on the same path. Um, so yeah, whether it's going out, I've gone to multiple run clubs on my own. I would never go to a nightclub on my own. I would never go to other social settings on my own. Yeah. I'd be, it'd be like, whereas you can turn up to these places and people will welcome you in. Um, so that's one thing that I'd say that, if anyone's yeah. listening and they're looking to build their confidence through running, that's where to go. Yeah. It's not, there's some great run clubs out there that it's not about ego. It's not about who can run the fastest. It's about, oh, you've not done a 5K before. We're going to take you through that. So, yeah, everyone's been through the same journey. Yeah, that's it. I'm exactly. glad you touched on that because the other reason you put for loving running was social connection. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, there's such a strong running community now. It's massive now. It's amazing. It really is. It's gone bang. Yeah. But it's great to see. It's one of those things where there's always like different things that pop off and you're like, oh, it's oversaturated now. But the more run clubs, the better. It's better for the sport. It's better for people's mental health and stuff like that. So Yeah, exactly. And for every person on Instagram that you know, has got all the fancy gear and the <laughs> tens of thousands of followers and whatnot. There's someone who's showing up to a run club that has never yeah. tried to run a 5K before. So everyone starts somewhere. I don't think you should exactly. be hating on the people who, <laughs> I don't know, preach about running or anything. No way, 100%. So talk to me a little bit about this high-performance club that you've set up because that links in quite nicely. Yes. So, yeah, aside from my first company, um, we wanted to create create a company where people could disconnect from maybe their current social setting that they don't feel is benefiting them and come to a new one. So that might be done through running. It might be done through hiking. might just be through going for a coffee together. But I know from my journey, when I was 16 to 19, I was hanging about with people that did not benefit me. Like you are a representation of who you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. Like people say, you show me your friends, I will show you your future. And it's so true. Yeah. And at the time, if you saw who I was hanging about with, you could have probably painted where I was going. So I had to make the difficult decision to go, no, I'm not coming out anymore. Don't want to hang about with you. And that took a lot of courage to do, like you're breaking friendships. But some people don't have the confidence to do that. So we wanted to create an environment where, look, you don't have to do that, but you can come and surround yourself with people who will benefit you, who have had different life experiences and might be able to give you advice. And you might be able to give us advice. But doing it through things like run clubs, as I say, we've got our first hike club actually next weekend. Mm-hmm. So we're taking 50 people to Mount Snowden on, oh, a, on a coach. Um, we're going to guide them up there. Obviously, there'll be obviously chit-chat up the way. Um, take them back down, back to London the same day. So I manifested that 12 months ago. I said, we will take people up Snowden on one of our first ticketed trips. And here we are next Saturday doing it. That is amazing. Uh, It's really exciting. It really, really is. The run clubs we always do for free because it's just about getting people together. But this was our first ticketed event, which sold out in 12 hours, which we're super proud of. Mm. But it sold out in 12 hours because we've done six to eight months of building the foundations, building a community, giving people value and without charging a penny. So you've got to do that start work, basically. But yeah, it's all around just giving people an environment to where they can flourish, really, and be around people that will support them and almost have their friends away from friends that will help them succeed in life and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I really like that actually because, yeah, it must be so difficult to, you know, turn to your group of friends and say, mm, you're not really benefiting me. I don't really want to hang around with you guys anymore. So to give people the opportunity to go out and meet like-minded people, people who are working on themselves, you know, reaching to achieve goals. That is incredible to have a community like that. I mean, I'm the one who started it, so I'm not really starting it for myself, but I have made more like-minded friends in the past six months through High Performance Club myself than I've made in 26 years. It's Mm. incredible. I've met some of the best people I know. So, yeah, it's just about um, growing that, really, um, as much as possible and helping as much people as possible so yeah it's fulfilling for sure and it's definitely it yeah. must be so nice to it see is, and yeah. it's 
something Jenny said, who is another runner who started a run club. I know she, Jenny very well. Yeah, she said, she said my favourite thing about it is people have made friends. Yeah. And like they're going on holiday together and stuff and they might not have met if it wasn't through 100%. a community of, of runners. I don't know what it is. I think if you talk about running or run clubs, for example, I think it's again, back to my point, if people are going through the same pain, they're going on a 5K together and then at the end of it, everyone's endorphins are flowing yeah and yeah everyone's buzzing so everyone's more friendly to each other and it's yeah it's a beautiful environment it's such like a polar opposite to like going on a night out and you know (laughs) nights out have their place whatever of course yeah but it's almost like with a night out you all especially for girls you all get ready together you have pre-drinks everyone's buzzing they're getting ready and then the night's fun and then about 2 or 3 a.m everyone's wasted someone's gone missing someone's gone off with a boy oh someone's fallen and cracked their head open (laughs) and now there's the you know the ambulance on the way and this isn't every night but (laughs) sounds like a fun night and then the next morning you're like what the fuck was that yeah whereas with running like you might start off a bit nervous a bit you know not in the best mood and then you all end on this high especially if you're doing it on like a friday because then your your that high will last you throughout the weekend whereas (laughs) if you talk about your uh yeah, you've just night about out got scenario. yourself you together feel like by crap Monday night. morning. Exactly. So, yeah, alcohol is <laughs> yeah. an interesting one. Obviously, it was part of the 75 hard challenge. Obviously, no alcohol. And I've not drunk now since December 19 last year. Wow, um, yeah. And it's been, a, it's been an amazing experience for me. And look, as you say, alcohol is a time and a place. But it's been interesting for me to see what it's like on the other side of the fence. Is the grass greener? And for me, it, it really has been. I mean, couple that with fitness running now no alcohol it's like personally I feel top of my game yeah. so yes yeah, it's, it's yeah. interesting for sure so tell me about your next project so mm. obviously you did 75 hard you've done a marathon this year right yeah a couple of weeks ago actually yeah, first so, one yeah um project 21 tell me about that so I talked to you about Victoria Park half marathon my first one that I did with two weeks notice that I suffered greatly in. <laughs> it was te- it was horrible, really suffered. Um, I'm now training, I'm halfway through now, but I've been training uh, 21 is 21 days, put myself for an intense training plan to go back to Victoria Park, where it all started, to get a PB at the half marathon time. So I ran that first half marathon in two hours 20. I then did the big half back in September at 1.45. So it's now about beating that. Okay. 145 time but it's just about yeah going back to where it all started um getting a bit of vengeance really on on that really troublesome time that i had but i've partnered with under armor that's why i'm wearing it um so they've kindly hooked me up with their new running trainers and they've been really great so it's partnering with them to sort of fulfill the challenge and yeah secure that pb really Amazing. yeah and why is it important for you to you know have a goal like this to work towards it's so interesting you asked that because I had a conversation with someone the other day around like things like retirement and stuff like that. And for me, like it's a bit of a myth. Like if I, if you take working away or having a goal, people will go, it's like self-destruction. And I noticed that after 75 hard because I was on uh, on holiday when it finished and I had about three days before I got back to uh, London. And I noticed that three days of like, not quite self-destruction, but like... the like, gold medal blues, isn't it? Yeah, and like, oh, I just won't go to the gym. Like, I've done this now. And you let that go on too long, you find yourself going backwards. So just having that purpose and something to wake up in the morning and fill you with fire, 
that's what I love and that's what I chase. And yes, yeah, put myself through pain, but it's just, yeah, I love it. It really mm. is having that, again, that purpose. Human beings need purpose. And that's why things like retirement and stuff, I don't really believe in. I think it's you, yeah, okay, you might not want to work for a company anymore, but you should always have something that you're striving towards and whether it's betting yourself or doing a project or learning something new. Yeah. Something you can wake up every day and always, do you know what I mean, practice or work towards. Yeah. And that's why I've done this. And I'll do another one after and another yeah, one yeah, after. Yeah. It will never stop. Yeah, I think it's tricky because you have to appreciate where you started yeah. and, you know, completing a challenge like 75 hard. I feel like you do need, do need to take time out to think, like, I did that. Like <laughs> I still haven't reflected yeah, on it, to be but, honest. Yeah, but you don't because more often than not, people think, well, what, what's next? I've done yeah. that now. Like, well, you know, I need to be working towards another goal. But I think it definitely helps orientate you and working towards something is is great, whatever that thing is. Yeah, I mean, even in, in my first company, like, I don't think I've celebrated anything ever. Like, I've a lot of people would have gone through the journey I've gone from and they would have had loads of nights out and pop the champagne I've, I've not celebrated one of them because I'm like well this is it's not the end like we've got to keep moving forward and I can't remember who said it but it's like if you go to sleep with a win you'll wake up with a loss if you get too comfortable because mm. you think you're doing well I've seen so many people that run in successful businesses and they're like oh, I'm doing really well now let me just sit back and get comfortable and then before they know it like the business is shutting down yeah it's you yeah. have to always act I live my life as if tomorrow could be my last day whether that's my business could be going bust or my social media will stop popping off whatever it might be I always have that attitude where I've got to continuously chip away interesting keep moving forward because yeah. it's just the way I operate really yeah and it's, it's, it is difficult to deal with because then you're never taking the moment to enjoy the journey as such but I don't know it's a, it's a blessing and a curse yeah I yeah. agree something you touched on there was about obviously taking time to celebrate your achievements. And I did want to just talk about this post that you made on Instagram, uh, which did pretty well in terms of like likes and comments and whatnot. And you said, people are not showing off. They are sharing happy moments and achievements. Unless you are viewing from a jealous point of view, go fix yourself. <laughs> I really like that. Good. But I'd like you to just expand on that if you can. Of course. So... <sighs> For me, like, there's so, like, the, the world is negative, mm -hmm. as it is. There's so much stuff going on. We've got wars going on. We've got cost of living going on. Like, we've got all these things happening. And you can see in people's faces walking down the street, like, people, it's a troublesome time. And the last thing we need is someone's work towards a goal. They're popping it on social media to then be dragged back down. And I just... I was seeing it time and time again and I just had a, enough of it. I was like, this is ridiculous. I don't like it. And yeah, someone might be putting a picture of a flash car up. People got opinions on that, but they've worked towards that and that's making them happy. Who are you to discredit them or who are you to say that's wrong? So yeah, it was obviously different to my usual running content and I just wanted to put it out there as a reminder to people that, look, if they're putting something out there, it's because they're happy with it and they're... Yeah. They've worked their absolute socks off to get there mm -hmm. and you're then dragging them down. Yeah, and that's why it's been nice to hear your journey today because I, 
obviously I've seen your social media and it's a lot of um, inspirational content around running and fitness but not many people will know the struggles that you had with your business and your mental health and balancing everything and so they just see the highlights. They just see the success and yeah. think, well, that must be nice for you. But yeah. they don't know the grind and the effort that you've put in to get there. No, and it's so true because I, let's say someone puts a post up and then someone nasty comments something negative. People, are, Some people are at breaking point. Yeah. Like that comment could ruin their whole week yeah. or their whole month. You don't understand what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and I've had it like back in the day, I've had situations that have happened and it's affected me for the next three days dramatically. So, and that on its flip side is why it's so important. And that's why the running community and the fitness community is absolutely amazing is because on the flip side, by just saying something nice on social media can actually make someone's week. Yeah. You look great. It does. Like, that, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it takes, it's free. Just commenting something <laughs> nice. People don't understand. Um, so more of that less of that really. I agree I yeah. agree and I also really like this idea that someone else's success is not the absence of your own mm. and I think we all we seem to think there's like a finite amount of success and happiness in this world and because someone else has got that that means that you can't yeah and you know especially with social media someone mentioned it on my podcast that you might look at a 22 year old that's bought a g-wagon and then you're 23 and you've got ten dollars to your name yeah but it's not about comparing like who's got it better. It's just like, can you improve on your own situation? Yeah. Can you strive for more success and more happiness rather than just being envy, being jealous? Look, that that is the troublesome part of social media, right? It is. Yeah. Is you could be in the best mood, look on there, and yeah, someone's got a G wagon that's a year <laughs> younger than you, for example, and it's like, bloody hell, why have I not got that? But again, you don't know their circumstance. Like, you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. How have they got there? We're all on different journeys and at the end of the day, it's you versus yeah. you. It's yeah. so important to remember. And that's that. why I like your message that it's just reframing it. Like someone's not showing off, they're sharing their happy moments. Yeah. And you can either, you know, just ignore it or you can celebrate with them. Yeah. Well, so if, if you haven't got something nice to, to say, then just keep it to yourself, really. Exactly. End of the day. Exactly. <laughs> so um just to sort of round this up then. What are your future goals moving forward? Obviously, we've spoke about the half marathon PB and yeah. your businesses and stuff. But yeah, what's next for you? So I have got another challenge coming up, um, which is a marathon in a location that will be revealed. <laughs> but it's somewhere I've always dreamed of running okay. since I've started my journey. But I finished my first marathon in 3.50, so fairly respectable but I want to get sub 3.30 at that. So that'll be next year, early next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just look, like with anything, it's a bit of an addiction, right? You're always trying to improve, whether it's more likes, quicker times, whatever it might be. We all have our addictions to something and mine currently is obviously better in my time. So yeah, I'll be working on that. Um, I'm training for that. I'll be starting the training camp for that end of December. And that's going to be like 20 weeks of just, yeah, Nice. Running five times a week, as well as running my business and as well as doing the run clubs and stuff like that. Not much. Not not a lot going on. (laughs) (laughs) So my last question that I ask everybody on the podcast is if you had to give one piece of advice or quote or a mantra to help people achieve their personal best, what would it be? So this is actually going to round up everything we spoke about. I love that. Perfect. It really will seal it quite nicely. So if you do what is hard in life, your life will be easy. 
But if you do what is easy, your life will be hard. If you, it's back to that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. If you're always avoiding the hard things, like your life's going to become hard. So it's just take these things head on. Um, and yeah, like you said, you do these hard things and then next time it happens, you're more resilient to going, yeah, I can do this. I've done it before. So mm. That is the one that I stick by and the one that is my mantra, really. Definitely. And you're so right because I think that can apply to anything, whether it's your business or your job or your fitness or who you hang around with socially. All of those things, you can make better decisions with them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think a lot of people do kind of take the easy way out. We're always Because we're comfortable. We're in a world where being comfortable is so easily accessible now in this world um and human beings crave comfort don't get me wrong it's our sort of natural instinct our brain is designed to make us survive yeah we avoid discomfort the human brain is literally designed if you see a hard situation it'll go don't do that because it sees danger so that's why it's all around like power of the mind and persuading your mind to go into those things and that's why running is so powerful because you're in this continuous battle with your mind. Your mind's going, you should stop now. You should stop. Just stop. Just stop. And that's why when you get to the end of the 10K or whatever it is, I've conquered my mind. And that's why I feel amazing. So, yeah, that's why I, I love, love running. That. No, that's great. <laughs> I'm going to put that quote on a T-shirt somewhere. <laughs> so where can people go if they want to find you online or check out any of your businesses and stuff? So uh, my Instagram is Owen underscore Barrow. Um, High Performance Club is underscore high performance club or if you just google us it will come up as well so as i say we're doing loads of events we've got the run clubs that are on once a month as a minimum always free and we always collab with exciting brands like the one on tomorrow actually we've got one tomorrow is in collaboration with raw press who are an amazing sort of um coffee shop place and they're giving everyone free hot chocolates free coffees porridge it's a bit of like an autumn vibe um so yeah, we're always collabing with exciting brands like that. And then yeah, we've got the hike, hike stuff that's popping off now. Need to do another sport, I think. Need to do cycling <laughs> yeah, or something like that, maybe. But yeah, we're always doing stuff like that. And then yeah, you can find me, Owen underscore Barrow. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I've really, thank really you very much. enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it's been great. Once again, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Owen. I've been really appreciating getting your feedback on some of the episodes. So if you enjoyed it, please don't forget to follow on Spotify and leave a review. Anyway, I'll see you next week for another exciting episode. Bye for now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.